0: Hi, and welcome to SN Off the Shelf. I'm Chloe Riley, the new executive editor of Supermarket News. I'm new to this industry, but not new to a total love of groceries and grocery shopping. A little about me. Midwest girl, lived and worked as a Chicago journalist for over a decade, and I now live in Woodstock, Illinois, or as people around here like to think of it, the town where the movie Groundhog Day, starring Bill Murray, was filmed. Most recently, I ran my own digital strategy company, and prior to that, I worked as an editor for a magazine covering the hospitality industry from a business-to-business perspective. But enough about me. Most importantly, I'm interested in hearing from you. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Shoot me an email. Tell me what you're seeing and hearing. Supermarket News is here to listen. Please reach out. All right, so today I'm joined by Alan Miles, CEO of advertising technology company NC Solutions, which recently came out with a new U.S. Consumer Sentiment Survey looking at the connection between food buying habits and inflation. Alan, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations on your new role, Chloe.
0: Oh, hey, congratulations right back. I think you you just came into the CEO role in July, right?
1: I did. It's been about four weeks. So very happy to be here.
0: Wonderful, wonderful, great. No, thank you very much, I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, so to start, I mean, you know, we're talking about inflation. It's, uh, you know, sort of the elephant in the room. Um, I know the things that stood out to me uh, in this data were, you know, sort of A, that inflation is causing consumers to pivot, uh, you know, to new purchasing behaviors at the grocery store, uh, and B, you know, that for almost half of consumers I think it was 46% in your guys' survey. You know that's translating to buying fewer non-essential items on the food aisle, or you know for many others, you know buying only the essentials. Uh, so I don't, that's what struck out to me. But I know there's also a lot to parse through here. So uh, you know to start, Alan, what what do you see as the most important takeaway? Uh, you know within the survey data for the grocery business.
1: Sure. So first, thank you so much for having me today. And uh, I thought it might be useful for your listeners to understand the kinds of data that we have in this analysis, because there are a couple of different types of data. The first is we have purchased data from our company, from NCS, which is representative of all US households and all consumer packaged goods retail channels. Uh, it's a multifaceted data set that's inclusive of actual purchase data, which is you know point of sale transaction information from online and offline sources. So it's a really rich millions and millions of transactions kind of data set. We supplemented that with a survey, uh, a nationally representative consumer sentiment survey, uh, to find out how consumers are feeling about the cost of food and how their behaviors are shifting. And a few of the things that we found are, as you mentioned, you know, consumers are changing the way that they shop. So 3 quarters of, the, uh, of consumers, 76%, are making changes in their shopping habits. With inflation, uh, specifically foodflation at a 40 year high, Americans are prioritizing price and value. So they're, they're changing the products that they buy. So 60% of Americans will buy another brand if their preferred brand becomes too expensive. They're also changing the stores they shop at. If I'm a grocer or a brand, this is a really significant finding. So a third of shoppers are bargain hunting for cheaper locations to buy their normal brands. So different locations, same brand. Um, this change in behavior, we think, presents uh, risks, obviously, but also opportunities. Uh, for brands and grocers, you know the risk, of course, is the consumers shop elsewhere, ship, uh, change brands that they buy. But the opportunity is in this phase shift that brands can attract new buyers by advertising to consumers who don't routinely buy their brand. There'll be a lot of a land grab going on here. Uh, this is a time for grocers and CPG brands to remind consumers why they love shopping at their stores and the value they get from their stores and their products, or they may risk losing them.
0: Yeah, God, yeah, no, absolutely. That's such a good point. It almost sounds like, from, I'm hearing you say that, it's almost like a marketing issue, right? Like that there needs to be that communication, that dialogue, that reminder. Do I have that right with what you're saying?
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. It's it's really a time to double down in advertising and reminding your your shoppers that, uh, that there are places that they can buy things cheaper or that there are different outlets for them to buy cheaper things.
0: Hmm. Yep, no, that's great. Um, I feel like too, uh, I pulled out uh, that statistic, um, you know, just compared to even just one year ago, um, that, you know, six in 10 Americans now believe that CPG product packaging has gotten smaller, but cost the same, uh, which was interesting to me, you know, tell me more on that is, are we talking about a perception? Is that a reality? Uh, You know, what, what, what is that all about?
1: You know, it's, you, you got the statistic exactly right. I will say that consumers are definitely on to brands. And one of the tactics that brands have sometimes used is to com- compensate for the increased cost of goods by reducing pac- uh, package size. That's a real thing. There's consumer sentiment around this concept of shrinkflation. As you said, 61% of Americans believe that packages have gotten smaller, while costs have remained the same. But this perception from consumers is also that they have less variety. So 36% believe fewer brands are available on the shelf. And forty percent say there's less variety of products. So it's really both a you know it's perception, but it's also the reality here.
0: No, hmm. hmm. oh, that's that's really interesting too. Um, I, I was going to say, was there anything in this data that that surprised you, or anything else anything else in here that should cause the grocery industry to pause and kind of think about you know the way that they're uh, they're looking at this?
1: You know, it's funny because inflation is so in the news that anything about inflation isn't really a surprise, but. You know, me personally and and, uh, my colleagues were surprised by the degree to which consumers are worried about inflation and the amount of change in their behaviors to keep up with the increased cost of CPG products. You know, again, just some statistics uh, for your listeners. Uh, Many consumers feel their incomes haven't increased as fast as the cost of food, beverage, and personal care products. So 85% of Americans feel that way. Uh, Two-thirds of consumers uh, are currently being more mindful of how they're spending their money. And 68% say if the current financial situation uh, continues that they can't withstand more price increases. And more than half of Americans, 53%, say that food staples are much more expensive than they were a year ago.
0: Hmm. It, and see, those statistics are interesting to me. In my mind, the way I see that, uh, you know, groceries one of those things that would almost be the, the untouchable thing, right? Like I, I know, you know, we just wrote a story yesterday uh, you know, looking at inflation, you know, with food costs at restaurants obviously, is sort of, you know, translating to a boost for supermarkets, right, with like more consumers turning to, like we're talking about right now, bargain grocery shopping, eating more meals at home, uh, you know, yeah, so I, I wonder, is, is, is inflation, is grocery safe on some level from inflation, since it is just, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, people need to eat.
1: So we're definitely seeing that, that grocery is safer. You know, the, one of the most interesting findings in the survey for me is that 40% of Americans are eating out or getting takeout less. So that suggests that there's a shift uh, in stomach back toward traditional grocery. Uh, but we still are finding that there's shifts within grocery as well. You know, Consumers might forgo their favorite brands as they prioritize price and value and manage tighter budgets. Uh, we found that 60% will buy another brand if their preferred brand becomes too expensive. Uh, you know, 43% are seeking out sales and promotions, just quoting some stats from uh, from the study. And 46% will go without their preferred brands if they can't afford to buy them. So it's really, the story is really about a shift uh, in the categories. Uh, all the players have an opportunity here to reach out to consumers, to advertise, to get the messaging out, and really start to steal share from uh, competitors.
0: Hmm. Yep, no, back to the advertising again. It, it absolutely sounds like it. Um, uh, can we talk pro- product for a minute here? You guys had some interesting uh, stats in there about, you know, um, in terms of just inflation inflation, product highs and lows, you know, this summer, as compared to a year ago, uh, you know, I think the cost of eggs was up almost 30%, pet food still up up 18%, uh, lunch meat was up 16%. Uh, you know, what what's kind of happening, what's happening there? Uh, And and any thoughts, any additional thoughts that you can offer? You know, how does it compare to kind of where we were, say, at the beginning of the pandemic? Or uh, can you give us a little more context around kind of, you know, what those product highs and lows mean?
1: Yeah, we have really, really good data on pricing, and it's it's remarkable. These categories have experienced more inflation than the general economy. So our purchase data shows that inflation in CPG is 12.8% year-on-year for consumer packaged goods. So, you know, pretty extraordinary. You mentioned uh, eggs is the highest, uh, the highest category that we track. Thirty percent increase. Uh, cheese happens to be the lowest inflation rate, uh, just as it happens. Uh, so there's a lot of variety based on category. Uh, this means back to school costs are up a lot. You know, products like beverages are up fifty percent. You mentioned lunch meat, sixteen percent. What's really going on here? No surprises. You know, there are a lot of macroeconomic conditions, uh, supply chain, the war in Ukraine. Uh, a lot of factors impact the cost of goods and prices consumers pay. And CPG brands in particular operate on such thin margins uh, that they really have no option but to pass these prices through. So it's all of the above that's really uh, contributing to this significant rise.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, no, that makes total sense. Um, uh, you know, I was gonna say, what, um, what's what sort of maybe even the bigger picture here? Uh, I know, your data shows that I think some 40% of consumers, you know, see a recession coming and fast, uh, and that that perception is, you know, translating to almost half of consumers, you know, they're buying fewer non-essential items or sometimes only only the essentials. Uh, you know, where where sort of is that perception going to take us? You know, the word recession. Is, is there a way that grocers can be assuaging those fears?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, inflationary conditions and the pandemic—I mean, everything—it it feels very daunting. I think for all of us, you know, all consumers, you know, we still believe that this is a temporary situation that we're moving through. Uh, the past few years have really been really uncertain. Uh, so, if there's one thing I know for sure is how important it is for CPG, CPG brands and grocers to keep their eye in the long term. You know, you mentioned consumers need to eat; uh, they'll be looking for CPG products that meet their needs. So, how can advertisers and grocers support? Consumers today so they can secure them as loyal customers tomorrow So there's there's two things really that we keep coming back to the first is maximize ad budgets with efficiencies and Continue to build your brand by focusing on on existing shoppers You know perhaps consider changing the messages, the messaging to match or mirror shopper priorities You know Americans are seeking discounts and coupons Uh, Try advertising deals and discounts, you know secondly There's really an opportunity here for brands and retailers to attract new buyers by advertising to consumers who don't routinely buy their brands or shop in their stores. You know, Mm -hmm. this means making sure you keep your advertising budget in place. Don't stop doing what we know works for sure to attract buyers and drive market share.
0: Yeah, can I ask you more about that? Uh, I feel like uh, what would be the pivot in that advertising to reach, uh, you know, reach those customers maybe that you've been thinking of? Would be that be sort of like in that budget shopping market?
1: Yeah, a lot of it, you know, a lot of what NCS does is figure out how to target various consumers, and there may be different targets than what you traditionally have been going after uh, in your business, because it's a different shopper who's coming into your brand or coming into your, uh, your channel.
0: Hmm. Can I ask you too, do you find Uh, Are those people, like, is that a, you know, are you using social media targeting? Is it more print targeting? I'm kind of curious, where where is that audience living, or where do you find generally that that audience is? Where are they hanging out?
1: Uh, We measure across all uh, varieties of channels, so all different kinds of media across media, and we find that the targets can be anywhere from television to social to print Mm -hmm. to online. They they exist more as a uh, a demographic uh, and a psychographic than they do on a particular uh, media uh, outlet.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for that prescriptive, those prescriptive thoughts. I think that would be really helpful to our audience. Um, well, I was going to say, Alan, anything, anything else? Anything else, maybe that you'd want to add that uh, that we haven't talked about already?
1: I think we've we've covered most of the stuff in the report. It's an interesting report. Uh, it comes back to really the value of advertising and most importantly, you know, helping. Uh, advertisers actually reach their targets and optimize. It's central to what NCS does, and uh, you know we love to help brands uh, do exactly these things. It's a great time to be in advertising. It's an exciting time uh, despite all of these changes and a lot of opportunities for, uh, for the right players.
0: Oh, that's great. No, that's wonderful. Well, Alan, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's definitely been a pleasure talking with you and hope to have you back soon. Thank you, Chloe. That's great. And for everybody listening, uh, we've got our story written around this data uh, in the link below. You can check that out and uh, we'll we'll, uh, talk to you soon.
1: Very good. Thanks so much.